Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. I'm sitting in a coffee shop across from a retired Episcopalian priest. He was actually a classmate of mine, and when he asked me to join him for coffee, I readily agreed. I mean, first of all, when most people would be on the golf course, he's going back to school. And as a lifelong learner, I was intrigued by that, about what his story was. I was also exploring a new Episcopalian church that I was interested in. So I was really had a lot of questions I wanted to ask him. And quite frankly, I felt sorry for the guy. I mean, I was feeling out of place and I was half his age and he was in the swarm of 18 year olds and had to have felt very uncomfortable. So when he asked me after class, of course, I was like, yeah, I've got I like to learn from people. He seems like someone I can really learn from. So we're sitting there and having our conversation and suddenly I feel his hand on my knee and he starts massaging my leg. And I am so taken aback, I don't even know what to do. I'm just, I'm creeped out, I'm uncomfortable. I just push it aside and I continue the conversation because I feel, and I'm thinking, did I, say something? Did I agree to a date that I didn't realize this was a date? Even if it was, that was moving a little fast. Like, what's going on? I'm, I'm so confused, but I, I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling bad. And we continue the conversation and he does it again. And I'm screaming in my head like, ah! but I don't want to make a scene. And I'm still like unsure. I, I just don't even know what to do. And so I push it aside again and I kindly say, I've got to go and I leave the coffee shop and I leave him. So the next day I have to go to class and I see him in the corner of my eye. And so I go to the opposite side of the classroom and find a seat as far away as possible as I can. And I sit down and he immediately gets up and he brings over this little bag of gifts and puts it on my desk in front of the entire class and says, this is an apology. And I'm looking at the gifts going, okay, now what do I do? And the only thing I could think of was to stand up, walk across the entire classroom in front of the entire class and take the gifts and put them back on his desks and say, I can't accept these. And after class, I went up to the teacher and I just said, you know, I'm kind of creeped out by him now. I feel bad. Like, I mean, I'm still feeling bad. I feel creeped out by him and I just don't want to be put in any group projects with him. And just, I just want to let you know that I'm uncomfortable. And I spent the rest of the semester avoiding him. Like, seeing where he is and making sure that 
I was as far away as possible. And I would get kind of this oogie feeling whenever he was there and just, why is it playing video? Okay, getting this oogie feeling. Um, and finally class ended. And I was very relieved. And then several, several months later, I get a call from the school. And it's from an official and they say, you know, we have a report about one of our students and we hear that you might be one of, I don't think they said victims, but that's the only term I can think of, one of the victims. Can you come in and talk to us? And so, of course, I'm gonna go in. So I went in and as soon as they started telling me the situation, I knew immediately what had happened. And my initial feeling was shame and embarrassment for not being the one that spoke up. I, I had spent all that time rationalizing what had happened, beating myself up for being too easily, like, oogged out. And I had not spoken up for how I had felt. I had undermined the way I felt. I had said, I, I had believed that I was wrong in this situation. And when someone spoke out and I heard, wait a second, I should have spoken out. And I was so impressed by this person who had spoken out. And it turns out that there were dozens of women that he had approached and had violated and some far worse than the situation that I had been in. And then I felt terrible because if I had spoken up with that, I'd prevented some of those things from happening. And I did, I shared my story along with dozens of others who came out and eventually he was banned from campus and banned from the university. And the story that I got from this was first, it happens all the time and it's so subtle you don't always know. And I always pride myself for being outspoken and confident, but yet in that situation, I was frozen. I did not know what to say, and I was second-guessing every thought that came through my head. And I know this happens to many and many and many of us. And it continues to persist because we we're unsure, we're not, we don't feel comfortable giving that voice. And because we don't speak up, the behavior perpetuates, it continues because no one says anything about it. And, and no, people get away with it all the time. And I don't know if they know it's not right and they still do it or they don't even realize it's not okay, but we don't say anything. And I'm bringing this up today because I was reading um, some Facebook posts in a in a um, group for parents of teenagers, and one of the moms had brought up a story about how her 16-year-old daughter's um, driver ed's teacher 
was being really inappropriate. He was saying some things that were uncomfortable, like complimenting their eyes and their hair and staring a little bit too long, all things that you could rationalize in your head. But the truth is it made them feel extremely uncomfortable and it felt inappropriate. And the mom was asking, what do I do? What do I do in this situation? And I totally understand how difficult that is, especially for a younger girl. They're really gonna, if I, I mean, I was an adult and I still was second guessing and felt uncomfortable and didn't feel like I had a voice. These younger girls definitely don't feel like they have a voice. And the mom, she wasn't even sure how to handle the situation. And I'm, I was, I was just kind of thinking about this because this was bringing up, I mean, this was one situation. I've had more situations and I know a lot of people have, and I never seemed to handle it the way that I wish I had handled it. And I want to encourage all of us as moms, and this is one thing that I'm really playing in my head right now too, is how to approach this, but how do we teach our girls particularly, our sons too, but how do we teach them how to have a voice? How do we give them a voice and empower them and give them the confidence to use that voice? And I have a few ideas of how to do that. And the first one is to allow them to have a voice at home. And this can be really tough when they disagree with us or they say things that we don't, that might be opposing what we're saying. And I'm not saying let them just have their way and, and walk all over you. But what I am saying is give them a voice. Let them express how they're feeling. <clears throat> let them express their anger. Let them express that they aren't happy with what's going on or aren't happy with you. And validate that. Because whether or not you agree with it, that is how they feel. And we want them to learn to trust how they feel and not second guess how they feel <clears throat> because it's how they feel. So the first thing is to give them a voice at home and validate that voice. Listen to that voice. Re respond back and say, I understand you're angry and I understand why you're angry doesn't change the fact that this is a concern, but I understand and you have the right to be angry because you don't like this. So, so claim that. The other thing is really teach them how to have a voice in an effective way. And this can go from anything from taking self-defense together, which after this post and kind of reliving some of these things, I'm like, okay, I'm signing my daughter and I up for some self-defense because I want her to feel like she has some power. Um, but also how to respond in a way that feels still respectful because you, you, you've got this concern. Thank you, Jamie. Um, you've got this concern, but in a way that is expressing it strongly. And so one of the ways I recommend doing this that I always say, I wish I had done this, is to just very firmly say, it makes me uncomfortable when you do that. 
Stop doing that. I don't like when you do that and tell them specifically what it is that they're doing. And the reason I say do it this way is because they can't argue with the way you feel. So if you're in your mind worried, did I get this wrong? Am I reading this wrong? Well, saying it this way, it doesn't matter because that's how you feel. Whether or not they intended it that way, it's how you feel and you're expressing how you feel. You're being very clear on what it is. So they know specifically, don't touch my knee. It makes me uncomfortable. He knows exactly what he did. So he can't say, what, 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 what? Um, it's very clear. And you're saying it firmly and in a way that you have now expressed it and you've set the line in the sand and you now know you have a voice. Um, where there's not this fear of retribution. Because I think particularly with teachers and people in power, you have this big fear of retribution. Um, and I think that keeps us quiet a lot too. So the third thing to do is to encourage them to advocate for themselves. Encourage them to be the ones to speak up rather than being the ones to go in and save them. And an example, just a sec. Alexa, can I share the story about you with the teacher? about you speaking up and then speaking up about not being heard? Oh, yeah. Can I say, okay, sorry. So I, I didn't ask her if I could share this. So last year she had a teacher. Yeah. Alexa says hi. Um, last year she had a teacher that she was really struggling with because she didn't feel heard. And I had talked to the teacher and I know the teacher meant well, but it didn't change the fact that my daughter did not feel heard. And so I, we talked together and we actually rehearsed how she could talk to her teacher about this and how she could self-advocate. And she went in and she did it beautifully. Um, and she went and talked and said it a few times and it, it fixed it a little bit. I, I will say after she tried it a few times, I asked her if it was okay if I jumped in and I actually did go in and I talked to the teacher and had that conversation with her. So her self-advocating, unfortunately, at the time didn't, she, because she wasn't being heard, she still wasn't being heard. So after that, the good news is once I was able to say something and bring it to the attention of the teacher, that relationship with her and her teacher actually improved and she actually was able to be heard and speak up. So I think we both learned something in that, but in it, um, I first, my daughter was being empowered to speak up. And I think I've watched as she's matured that she feels more and more comfortable to use her voice. And I want to always be encouraging her to do that because the big goal of this in the end is that we want our kids to be able to stand up for themselves to speak out when they're uncomfortable and to not feel the shame or start questioning their own feelings. And I just want to share that with you because I, I feel that that's extraordinarily important. Um, and if you have any stories or any suggestions, please share them with, with all of us um, and let us know 
what other things that we can do to empower both our kids and, and ourselves. I mean, I think we're still working to empower ourselves too. Um, and with that, I'm Dr. Cam. If you think this message would be useful to anyone else you know, please share it um, and let them know I'm here to help. And if you want help empowering your own kids, I am here to help you do that as well. And have a wonderful, amazing day. You've got this. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.